0: Welcome to Hebrews and Talks, episode five. Episode five. Uh, I'm P.E., and today I'm bringing back the I'll Be Back mug. Uh, That's what I'll be
1: using today for our episode. (laughs) And I'll be using the the one that I used the last two episodes. How does Jesus make his coffee? He brews it. We're shooting a little bit off schedule this week, but I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, we're able to squeeze an episode in this week.
0: Yes, Uh, so just to give a layout like we always do, um, PSK is going to start off with a devotional in Hebrews, and then we're going to, it's a pretty big topic, (laughs) we're going to talk about worship, uh, just many facets of it, um, and we'll, as a secondary segment, uh, we thought some Hebrew and Greek words uh, for worship would be helpful, so we'll be kind of going over some word studies, and then we'll have our, our closing so without further ado, I guess we'll start with the devotion.
1: Yeah, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 3, the end of it, but we're going to bleed into Hebrews chapter 4. We'll start in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 16 through 4.2. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 16, this is God's word. For who are those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. Mm. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Amen. Amen. So uh, the author of Hebrews is referring back to the Exodus and the uh, Israelites and Moses' journey through the wilderness. It was long, it was perilous, and uh, it didn't really have to happen. If they simply showed faith and entered into the promised land, and uh, in faith, uh, then God would have given them rest. Right. Um, but this was a very traumatic experience for them. Um, that's how the Bible paints the Exodus and the journey through the wilderness, as we know. Um, but it's interesting that, like, it's presenting the Exodus as not like the final picture. It's kind of relating the Exodus uh, to faith and to us, mm. in a sense that, like. It's the author of Hebrews is, is is saying that we're still kind of in the wilderness in, in chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. And that's really interesting to think about. And actually, if you look at uh, the narrative of scripture, this is actually a, this is the flow, right? This is, this is the, uh, the language that he uses, the picture that it uses. In the beginning, when when God created Adam and Eve and and creation was good and before the fall and, and humankind, mankind was supposed to be in perfect communion with God, its creator, our creator, mm. uh, we were in the garden. And it was a place of rest. Um, and we were in his presence and everything was great, it was beautiful. Uh, and when we fell into sin and we were deceived, we were cast out of this land, this place. And uh, eventually... The people of god are led into uh, egypt and, and and egypt becomes a place of oppression mm. um and as they exit this place of oppression they go into the wilderness and and god promises the promised land mm. and what you're supposed to see the promised land as is this uh type of um land uh garden of eden it is a is, it is a uh makeshift a temporary garden of Eden, a place of rest and so like god is using that as as a um the the promised land as this as this um as an example if you are faithful uh to the lord and and you and you worship him and you love him and mm. now and, uh, you agree to um to follow him uh then then he and his people uh will will be in a place of rest forever and it's not just even found in the exodus Actually, the book Song of Solomon, which is a, which is a very weird one, which we, we should talk about it at some point. Oh yeah. Uh, but the Song of Solomon, as well, uh, a lot of people don't understand um, the depth of the song of, of, of the book, the Song of Solomon. It's very weird, and uh, even even back in the day, uh, it was it was very strange, and I think people over allegorized it. But but I think the setting of the book of Song of Solomon is a is a garden, and uh, it's this place of like rest. And uh, purity, right? Where the two characters in the in the book Song of Solomon, the guy and the girl, though they they desire each other and they love each other, they abstain from their desire, and mm. so it's this very pure desire. But the setting, my point is that the setting is is found in this like place of rest, this mm. garden, um, and so it's this. Uh, Hebrews is talking about how like this this uh, this journey that people in general go through, not just the Israelites, is is applied to all of us. Uh, that though um, we are uh, in different times in a different place, and though we're not going through a literal wilderness, uh, that the the uh, the warning to to repent and to not harden our hearts is still very much present. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that the call to faith is still there for all of us, uh, and that if we do, that we will enter into a place of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think Hebrews is awesome uh, because uh, it 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 brings all of these old. Um, old stories in these these other places in scripture to light, and it kind of gives us a further uh, description and Mm -hmm. a further insight into these stories and the significance of them. So yeah, that's today's devotional. Uh Uh, A call for you guys to, uh, while you still have the chance, to soften your hearts and to uh, put your faith in the Lord and to repent of your sins, Mm -hmm. to enter into rest with us.
0: Yeah, and I think kind of leading into our next segment, uh, a big part of rest is worship. We're not just, you know, simply just sleeping, right, or just laying down, just relaxing. But uh, this idea of worship is also a time where we can uh, just stop everything and uh, just focus on God and give Him the worship that He deserves. Uh, It doesn't have to be just on Sunday Mm. or church services, but every day, any moment uh, when we have some time, uh, we can always, uh, I guess, even make time uh, to rest and worship him, being God's word, singing songs, praying, whatever it may be. Um, So we wanted to talk about worship. And I think as uh, believers, uh, worship is such a big part of the believer's life. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can't not worship. Uh, Even in tough situations, tough circumstances, uh, we should worship. Uh, Paul was singing praise while he was in prison, like mm-hmm. the least likely place to even feel like worshiping, right? That you, for you're sharing the gospel, you're preaching the gospel. And now you're uh, in prison for, for doing that. And I think the last thing on many people's mind would be to worship God. We would be like complaining, right? But like, God, you know, I was sharing the gospel. Right. Why am I in prison? Why am I doing this? But he chose to sing praise. And through that, uh, the the jailer came to know Christ. Uh, he got he got had a chance to share the gospel, and he came to know Christ. So worship is uh, should always be a, an outflow in our life. Um, that's why it's such an important topic. Yeah, uh, to talk about. So I guess there's so many different facets exactly uh, yeah. to worship, and right. we could easily talk about this for like you know, all night right. or several days, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh just kind of i guess a big uh, just overview right. of worship was kind of what we're going for today
1: yeah and i think that's a good place to start like uh you mentioned different facets facets of worship and you were talking about using paul as an example i think like a lot of people they like um they mend praise and worship uh together mm-hmm. and i think of course obviously they're they are uh, they're, um praise is a part of worship uh, but I guess even like talking about like the differences between like praise and worship, because I think a lot of people in their minds they uh, they think these two things are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I don't know about you, P, but like for me, from my perspective, before I was called into ministry, I was I was leading worship at the church uh, that that I was attending and I was a member at, and uh, our worship team, and this wasn't my idea, this wasn't my conviction, but uh, the guy who led worship, the worship team uh, before me, uh, who taught me everything I know. Shout out to uh, mingi Hung, Love you. Um, he, uh, he intentionally changed the title of the ministry from uh, praise team to worship team, praise mm-hmm. band to worship team. And uh, he was actually very intentional about it. He would like, when people called the praise band, even like outside of the ministry, he would call them out and be like, hey, we're not praise band, we're worship team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people thought like, oh, like that's kind of w- a weird thing to be like a stickler <laughs> about. But uh, he, he was like very, very vocal about why. Uh, he didn't simply want the ministry to be like, hey, we get together once a week to practice the songs and we just lead them in, mm. in praise, which is of course important. But he had like Bible studies every week. He had a standard that they had to meet. He like enforced like their own personal time in the Word. He kept them accountable. If you were late to the meetings, like you you were penalized <laughs> uh, you had to like uh, give a little bit of money to like the, do, the donation pot uh, that we would use later for like fellowships and outreach and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but like he was saying how like worship is is uh is is a way of life. Uh basically that was his conviction. Um and the way that I like to I like to put it is uh worship is um not something we do, it is it is who we are. Mm. Because it's what we were created to do right. and, and be right. uh worshippers of God. And that's all people, not just Christians. Um but yeah, I think I think I'm generalizing too much. But like yeah, I think praise and worship that distinction is, is important to make. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we can divide up worship into like corporate worship, which is what we do when we gather together as as one body in Christ uh, at church. Um, but we can also say it's it's a uh, individual worship is a big part too. And when we think of worship, we think in general uh, ge- in generally how it's just like singing songs or playing music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Paul makes it clear in Romans twelve that our life is a worship, right? Yeah. So how we live. That's why. Uh, what PSK said about it's a lifestyle, it's who we are. Uh, it truly is. As believers, uh, like I said before, we cannot not worship. Like, if we truly understand just the salvation, the gift of salvation, how precious it is and how undeserving of it uh, we were, uh, but through the grace of God and through the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross, we're able to uh, receive this amazing gift. Like, how can we not worship? Right? Yeah. Uh, of course, like in, like uh, literally singing praise and uh, singing songs to God, but also with our life, right? Um, and so Paul says in Romans 12 that we are a living sacrifice, meaning we no longer belong to ourselves, our body, mind, soul, spirit, every th- part of who, what makes us us belongs to him. We offer it to him. So how we live our life is no longer my goals and my dreams, my purpose, my plans. It's all about God. Yeah. And so... In what we talk about, even in what we watch, uh, how we spend our time, uh, what we spend our money on, all we these speak. little things, yeah. yeah, all these little things uh, is a chance for us to worship God, right? Uh, so it's not necessarily just limited to singing or reading of the word or prayer, uh, it's in general how we live our life.
1: Right. And what what is it about praise though? Like praise is of course like we're not saying praise is not important mm. uh, i love praise yeah me um, too yeah praise is so good uh but like what is it about praise like why do we and this is literally a question that i'm presenting uh because like it's something that i've wrestled with and i've been back and forth on as opposed uh, in uh in regards to like why it is the church praises and what is it about praise that like uh it's, it's almost like innate for like people to mm. do um what do you think
0: I think, uh, praise or like singing, I guess, uh, it kind of, there is somewhat like a, of a spiritual aspect to it. Like we connect, uh, we're like singing these songs, um, singing out our faith. Uh, there's like a, there's of course, emotion is not the, the, the most important factor, but it is a factor in, in praise. If you look at the Psalms, there's a lot of excitement. There's David is, you know, literally singing and dancing. Uh, His, you know, until he's, you know, uh, he's like getting naked, right? Because he's so into the worship. So there is emotion to it. And I think uh, the reason why we sing songs for church services uh, is just to kind of open up our hearts. I think that plays a big, big part of it, too. Uh, It does help us to open up our hearts so that we're ready to receive the word. But I would say the most important aspect of worship is the, the word itself is the message, the, the word that is spoken uh, on that uh, Sunday pulpit. Yeah. Uh, but praise is there to help everyone to open up their hearts, get their mind ready to receive the word um, that will be given that day. Mm-hmm. So we can't simply just gloss over praise. It is very important. Yeah. Um, so worship team um, is very important. It's something I stress to at the church that I serve at is uh, it doesn't matter um, how good we sound or how, how well of a musician you are, uh, if we're not spiritually there, um, it's going to be lacking.
1: Yeah. Praise is, like, interesting. I, I like to, maybe this is very uh, very immature of me, but I like to actually think of praise as a very, like, almost like like a mythical thing, like, um, in the sense that, like, I feel like praise is almost, like, pushed upon the human race. Like, Mm. if you look at history even, but like, if you even look throughout scripture, like, there was no, and the reason why I ask this question is because there is no, like, origin of praise. Like, you see, uh, the Bible, the scriptures talk about how there are heavenly psalms and like, the angels are like, singing praise to God and so like, even, even, like, outside of the earth, even outside of mankind, like, praise is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but even like, like, uh, I have a, the worship team director of the youth at, at our church, his name is Marcelo, godly man. Um, he, he loves to bring up this point that when the Israelites went out to battle, like on the front lines, the people in the front lines, it wasn't like the shield bearers, it wasn't the people holding the spears, it was people in robes, uh, like singing praise, mm-hmm. which is a crazy, crazy thing to think about. Like you're going out to battle and, 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 and what does that say about their faith? That the first line of defense is a peep is a choir is, is people just singing praises to god yeah. and um i just feel like praise um i would even go as far as to say like that god has um like incorporated praise into our design yeah. uh, as a form of expression expressing gratitude and even grief Mm -hmm. Um, but like as like a deeper level of worship. Right. Um, And so praise is definitely like intertwined with worship. Uh, You have to praise. Um, You have to think of praise at the very least when you think of worship. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't think it's something that we can just dismiss. Um, Praise is a very like spiritual thing, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. even like, even like non, uh, even like thinking secularly, like uh, there's a reason why like people who are like very sad or like in the fields is as kids call it nowadays, like you, uh, they listen to songs. They listen to sad songs, and they right. say that it actually it comforts them. Yeah, listening to sad songs actually makes them feel happier. Right, and I never got that. But if you think about it in the lens of like through the lens of like oh like, uh, like how significant praise and song is mm. uh, to people, kind of just makes sense. Yeah, um, that you know music kind of that's why Disney their songs are so good because like instead of like speaking what's happening in the story, they like sing these songs. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it gets through the audience a lot better, a lot more effectively.
0: Yeah. I think uh, we can identify with songs. Um, and like you said, like everyone, like music is like a universal language, right? So everyone can, even if you don't understand what they're saying, just like uh, you can f- feel through the music and music is a very powerful um, tool and I guess gift that God has given us. Uh, of course we use it for, for praise and worship, but you know, the world uses it for their own uh, making their own music. But it, it is a gift from God that we can use uh, to to praise and and worship him.
1: Right. So um this might, this might sound very simple. Um like obviously worship is important. Anybody in the church Mm. can uh, can testify to that, but like, why is worship important?
0: I think big part is that simple. Yeah, I think the big part is uh, we were created to worship, right? Like you mentioned before, Mm -hmm. Um, and we're giving God the glory, right? We we were made to basically just give glory to God. Yeah, and so a big part of that is worship, and also a response. I guess when we do the word studies, we'll kind of get a little bit in, uh, more in depth to the answer to this question. But mm-hmm. um, it's a response of our like, gratitude, thankfulness for what God has done, his, and also to remember uh, his, his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Psalms uh, is praise, but in that praise, they remember uh, God's faithfulness in the past. And so they're able to put their faith in the future, knowing that God will continue to lead. Mm. I think uh, worship is also a big part for us, too, to remember God's faithfulness. Because right. we we forget mm-hmm. all the time yeah. uh, how God has led us to this point. And praise is a way to, for us to remember, oh, yes, God was faithful in the past. He'll continue to be faithful in the present and the future. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like um, worship, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a generation thing, uh, but I feel like we should be excited for worship.
1: Mm.
0: You know, when we gather together, um, I guess <laughs> church I'm serving at. That, that's kind of what we're what we've been emphasizing. Like we should be clapping, we should be shouting, we should yeah. be expressing ourselves. I mean, if we truly understand what God has done for us, we we can't just stand there like just emotionless, yeah, or like with apathy, mm-hmm. with like when is this thing going to be over kind of attitude? You know, we should be excited. Like um, when you were young and you were like waiting for your dad to come home from work. And as soon as he stepped in, you'd like run to him. You like jump and like hug him, do all that kind of stuff. It's kind of the same idea. It's our chance for us as a church body uh, to meet with God. Yeah. And so we should be excited, Mm -hmm. you know, and like I keep saying, true believers um, worship is a, their life and so when we come together on Sundays we should be excited like we have this like expectation of oh, I wonder what God has in store for us today yeah let me worship him mm-hmm. I may not feel like it and here's another thing we don't worship when we feel like right when oh I'm tired today I'm just, I'm just gonna take it easy it's not about how you feel or how tired you are or what you're going through yeah because we're worshiping God, and he's always the same. And so the focus is not on us and how we feel, which I feel like is uh, a big movement today in yeah. our generation and just the younger generation. It's always about their feelings come first. Mm-hmm. Their feelings, whatever they feel is right is right. Uh, and we let our feelings dictate how we act, even in worship. Yeah. And today, I'm, oh, I don't feel like worshiping today. I, I'm just going to stay home or... I'm just going to just take it easy. But it's not about our feelings. That's like way down the list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The important thing is we're there to worship God. So Mm -hmm. even though we may be really sad because something bad happened in our life, we should still be able to worship God with all of our hearts. When things are going well, obviously it's easy for us to worship God with all of our hearts. But it's not about how we feel. And I think too many times we make it about how we feel. Mm -hmm. And in that case, I would say... uh, we're worshiping ourselves then, yeah, like right? because we to say, yeah, because we worship according to how we feel instead of oh, you're God, I'm not doesn't matter how I feel, let me worship you because you deserve all my worship
1: mm-hmm. which is which is very ironic, like like it's very deceptive in the sense that like it's easy for us to think simply because we're going through the motions and we're attending a worship service that we're worshiping God as long mm-hmm. as we're present, mm-hmm. uh, but like it's deceptive in the sense that like no we're using what was intended to worship God, to worship ourselves. Mm. Like if it's about emotions, if it's about like how we feel and did I like the message, do I like the songs and mm. do I like the setting or whatever it is? Like, like, am I being served? Like we're using the means of worshiping God to worship ourselves. Mm. And I think that's what we do with idols, right? Mm. Like uh, something that I've been really stressing with are uh, the few group, the small group that I've been discipling is like working on, Actually, exposing our idols and breaking them down, yeah like idols are things that we create to worship, but in reality that worship us right Idols that we worship truly worship us. Uh, we see that in the Old Testament, uh, even with the golden calf, it mm. wasn't that they wanted to worship something or somebody, they wanted an excuse to party and to have fun and to mm. get drunk and to indulge in their sex and, and we, we, do, we do the same thing um and' it's, and it's crazy that we've actually gone so far as to take worship uh the worship service of in the gathering of god's people to actually serve ourselves um what would you say about like people who because we're talking about the sunday worship so like the distinctions between like sunday worship as opposed to i think sunday worship is different right um like of course we have to worship every single day of our lives uh, which is something that like uh the, uh, the former worship leader that I was talking about before, he he emphasized, he said that mm-hmm. your worship on Sunday is reflective of your worship Monday through Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is beautiful and it's very uh, very profound to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like uh, Sunday worship is, I think, set apart. Like what do you think about people who actually, who because um, this has to do with what you were saying about like apathy towards Sunday worship, because like you could show up and like not care, mm-hmm. right? But about what about people who like don't show up at all and say, uh, like, oh, I can worship from home? Uh,
0: a big part of worship is uh, well, corporate worship at least. Uh, that's the thing. Like, ever since COVID and everything being available online, we think we attend a worship because we watch it on YouTube. But actually, worship uh, should be done in person. I, you might think I'm like old school or whatever, but I think that's the biblical way to do it. It's in person. It's something about gathering together as believers. Um, and I would also include fellowship time too. Uh, for those who just, mm-hmm. you know, worship and then just leave, you're missing half the service. Because right? that fellowship time is also very important. It yeah. completes the worship. So as we worship God, come, coming together, um, giving all the glory, and then afterwards being able to share with one another what God has been doing in our lives is another um is is, is the complete worship service. Mm. And so for those who only worship online, uh, I would say it's a very incomplete service cuz honestly, like how focused could you be? Honestly, really? right? Um I've I was reading through comments where they're thankful for the live stream cuz for the praise portion, they'll watch it while their family's eating cereal, right? And then by the time they finish eating cereal, the praise ends so they can listen to the sermon. I'll say, you're not worshiping. <laughs> if yeah. you're eating like, while... it, it, it Basically, it, they're treating it like a TV show. You're just like, a like movie, yeah. movie you're just where you just watch snacks. it. Uh-huh. Right. So I'll say even for your own good, uh, it doesn't do you any good to worship on, online, right? Or worship, worship through YouTube it's just so hard for you to even focus to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of these people are actually singing along in worship or are they just sitting there watching the screen? Yeah. Um, when they pray, how many actually like close their eyes and are with them in prayer? Uh, even in those like, uh, physical aspects, it's yeah. just so hard to worship, uh, online. Mm-hmm. So again, I think it's the biblical thing to do is come together, uh, Gathered together in a place of worship. Yeah. Uh, and that is true worship.
1: hmm Which I think uh, I'm, like, thinking it forward, and I'm thinking about our word study, and I'm thinking about how I'm going to be even talking about some of these things mm-hmm. in the future. So we're kind of stepping on our own toes a little bit. But, um, like, which makes me think about, like, you know, whether you show up or don't. Like, uh, it's, all, it's always about the heart. Like, um, I tell my, my, uh, my congregation all the time, like, um, I actually use the movie movie thing a lot. Like uh how, like a lot of us like we actually treat uh watching movies with a lot more seriousness than than attending the worship service and, and listening and receiving True. the words of God and partaking in the worship through True. praise and prayer and faith because like for movie theaters like we'll we'll hold in our our pee right? <laughs> because we don't want to a miss, miss- miss what's Anything gonna happen good, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. but like with the sermon we'll like we'll need to use the bathroom we'll just like get up and leave even if like we want to like wash our hands we'll get up and leave and like right. I'm, I'm stressing to like my congregation like you guys can hold it in mm-hmm. right it's worth holding it in because right. like this is a message that message that the lord has prepared for you throughout this week right um and so it's interesting that like worship is so much more deeper than um than going through the motions mm-hmm. um but at the same time, it's it's necessary Like how we actually go through the motions and the seriousness of right. those motions as well.
0: I think a big part of it is um, maybe it's the church's fault, but we turned it into something where, uh, well, indirectly or directly, yeah. turned it into something where people think it's something that we come and watch. Mm. They watch the praise team. They watch the pastor. yeah. Uh, but actually worship, every single person is participating in it. I know it's probably been said many times, but it's just like, um, in a play. I don't know if anyone has ever went, have gone to a play or a musical, but every single actor, whether you're the main or one of the the back, you know, not a, like a minor character, every single person plays a part. Mm. So if you come in late to worship, when as God is watching, that is interfering with our worship, because mm. right? every one of our members should be in service yeah right? every single one of our members should know all their lines you know just like a play mm-hmm. uh, so you would never see in a play at least a professional play uh, where one of the characters just doesn't show up mm-hmm. or is late
1: yeah.
0: or has forgotten their lines mm-hmm. they're always they they come prepared because they know that's part of the show yeah right and so when we come to worship, even though you may not be on the, on the worship team or you're not up on stage doing something as part of the worship, uh, as a member sitting there, you are part of the worship, yeah. like as God is watching, mm-hmm. right So uh, people going to the bathroom, like can you imagine like in the middle of play, the, the character's like, "Oh, sorry, let me go to the bathroom." like yeah. how disruptive that would be right um, uh, So even all of that stuff. Uh, we should plan all that out, right? If you mm-hmm. have to use the bathroom, go beforehand. Right. Um, if you need a drink of water, you know you're gonna need a drink of water. Get mm-hmm. some water beforehand. Yeah, uh, we want to do prepare everything uh, as if we are part of the worship service because we are. Mm-hmm. And so that even starts from like the day before, right? We should prepare, like think about what am I gonna wear, uh, you know the offering I'm gonna bring. Have all those things ready mm-hmm. uh, so that on Sunday morning. We get up we get dressed with nothing is going to hinder us from getting there on time
1: yeah and I, I, I think there's sorry you lie, i think there's ahead. something beautiful about what you said like that uh it, even like the smaller characters in a play like if they miss their cue it ruins the show mm. and it messes everything up and i i don't think even necessarily looking at that in a sense of like oh like you you better make it on cue but like in sense of like you're important mm-hmm. like you matter like in yeah. the body and you matter in worship your presence actually plays a difference that god wants your presence there right. i think that's beautiful like yeah. like uh, you're not just some like replaceable uh aspect no. of worship you're 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 necessary and god god wants you there right uh, he needs you there even uh to a certain extent um
0: yeah so that worship is uh so important every yeah. single member uh whether you know it or not is playing a big role Mm. a big part in worship yeah and it's uh, beautiful to god when we all come together and we're all focused on him right to worship him right and i think uh, again it could be the church's fault just because we've indirectly or directly made it into turned it into like a production where it seems like it's a show they're just there to watch um when it's not yeah when it's not
1: yeah because how do you know if if uh like you're supposed to hear that message today. Mm-hmm. And like how the seeds of truth bear fruit, how that those fruits would affect, you know, the congregation. Mm-hmm. And how it would affect you, to, how it would lead you into ministry or how it would lead you to serving and encouraging your brother and sister who needs it. Mm-hmm. You never know like uh, uh, how the, the Lord is going to work both in and through you uh, through right. the worship service. So, and like, I think um, it's just seeing worship as something that's necessary yeah um as opposed to like um like it's, uh it's like i think a lot of people think like worship is is like like you said for them and 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 in turn they they view worship as like a uh an option mm. um but it's not
0: yeah it's about being more intentional too mm-hmm. um to use another example you know when you go on a date it's not like you just go right i know a lot of the the ladies they plan out what they're gonna wear maybe for days. Uh they plan out their makeup for the guy who's setting up the date, they're planning out where they're gonna go he- eat here. They don't just show up, right? They make a reservation. Right. And right. then they buy the tickets beforehand or whatever they're right. doing. Think Everything about, is like, planned. What to talk about yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of intention when you go on a date is magnify that by like a thousand. That's right. what how we should approach worship. Is mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna wear this. I'm gonna Get to church on you know at this time. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna prepare my heart mm-hmm. to meet God, and then during the service too. Uh, during the date, you know when you're really into that person, you're focused on what they're saying, yeah. right? You're not thinking about mm-hmm. other things. You're like really zoned in and locked in. So and so, good. same thing with worship. We should be singing, you know, our heart out and then we should be uh, just f- focused in on the word and really listening, letting it soak in, mm-hmm. uh, and then just yeah. So. All of that, right? Um, Just intentional. Mm -hmm. Just like we get excited for a date. We should be excited every Sunday or any other time of worship when we come together to worship. And be intentional, just like we are on a date. Uh, Everything has a purpose. Everything is planned out. Mm -hmm. Nothing is just uh, last minute, spontaneous, whatever. Uh, Everything is planned out and our hearts are fully in it. Uh, That's what worship should be like and that's the kind of worship uh that god deserves yeah right It's the least that we can do for what he has done for us right give him that hour hour and a half on sunday fully to god
1: yeah yeah when he's given us everything yeah i remember when i joined the worship team um and i i'm so thankful for this now but like i wasn't allowed to stand immediately Mm. i was supposed to i had to learn the steps i had to learn the powerpoint and sound in the back i had to learn uh, just everything every every aspect of the ministry before actually leading the congregation of worship and i think that's uh that's that's fair right that's a fair standard mm. and i think the, i remember the first time i was leading worship on a sunday because i started w- leading worship on saturday which is when the youth gathered but the first sunday i was driving to church and I was so nervous and I was so scared. I was shaking. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess up. Like, this is gonna be terrible. Like, I can't even sing." And I remember, as I was getting, as I was nearing church, as I was about to turn in, this like realization hit me because I was praying to the Lord. I was like, I was firing like as as we heard a couple days ago, like arrow prayers. I was I was driving and I was shooting up prayers to the Lord, and I was like, "God help me. I'm like terrified right now to lead worship." Um, but God, would you be glorified? And in that moment, it hit me. I feel like God really calmed me and gave me a peace. But it wasn't through like, hey, like I'm going to give you supernatural like peace. It was more like, why are you scared mm. if it's not about you? Mm. Like you stepping on that stage is, is not about you. The songs aren't about you. The message right. isn't about. The time is not, they're not gathered for you. Right. And it gave me peace because I'm like, wow, God, you're right. Like if it's really about you, why do I have to be scared? Mm. Um, and that, um, I think that's, um, in essence, what what we're what we're going at, right? Like that that worship. Like, imagine if we were putting on a play, like you were saying, Mm. for for an audience of one. Mm -hmm. And imagine this is kind of weird, but imagine if we were preparing for a date with God. Mm. Right? Like it would it would magnify the seriousness and the significance of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's yeah. Your illustrations are great. That's
0: crazy. (laughs) Uh, layers. Yeah, (laughs) so many layers. (laughs) And, you know, we can go on and on about worship, but I really do, like I said, keep saying is uh, it's a big part of a, it's it's a huge part of a believer's life. Uh, Mm -hmm. We should be uh, worshiping no matter the circumstance, no matter what we're going through, uh, whether we're happy or sad. That's not what dictates our worship. What Mm -hmm. dictates our worship is the fact that we're worshiping God. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, to kind of move on, uh, we can, uh, to help us understand more about worship, we just want to go over some, uh, I guess, uh, Hebrew and Greek words about worship and what it can mean. And so uh, I'll be, I guess I could, I'll start off with the Hebrew. Sure. <laughs> it's been a long time since I reviewed Hebrew words, uh, but the main word for, uh, for worship is shaka, right? It has this idea of uh, falling prostrate on the ground. Um, falling just just falling on the ground in front of god's presence so when you read about angels appearing and you see people falling down that's the word shaka right uh, and that's should be kind of our our uh, hearts when we come to worship is we're in the presence of god and he's holy righteous uh, without sin and here we are sinners we're entering his presence we should right there's nothing to be to uh nothing for us to be prideful about i mean we should be immediately humbled. Yeah. Because he is so great and we're so small. But that's that word shaka. Um and there are kind of that's the main uh word for worship. But there are a lot of uh smaller words. So for example, uh, barak, right? Uh kind of same meaning as prost- falling prostrate on the ground, but it's to bend in submission, right? We're submitting to uh, God, his presence. Uh, When we're in his presence, we're submitting, we're bowing down in submission. And so at the same time, as we bow down, we're giving him a blessing uh, of adoration. So, to give an example of where Barak is used, actually, I have uh, Psalm 103, verse 1. I can just read it for us real quick. It says, Bless the Lord, right? This word bless is that Barak. Bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So we bend down in submission and we're giving him blessings of adoration. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what worship is about, is adoring God, right? taking the time. I mean, how often do we really take the time to adore who God is? Mm -hmm. Uh, We spend so much time asking God for things or asking God to help us with things. But how many times do we just sit there and just adore who God is, just his majesty, his power, uh, just who he is, his faithfulness? uh barack is bending down in submission giving him blessing of adoration because that's what he deserves as god we should be adoring him right he's a he's an amazing god um the next uh, kind of another minor word for worship is yada or toda as the idea of thanksgiving and thanksgiving is a big part of worship too we give thanks because we're thankful or we give worship because we're thankful for God's faithfulness in our lives that we didn't deserve, right? We didn't deserve any of it, but God shares uh, His goodness with us. He gives us good gifts. He gives us a gift of salvation, and out of that, worship should be a, a, an overflow of thanksgiving. Yeah. So, an example of that um, is Psalm one hundred, verse, uh, verse four. Psalm one hundred, verse four, which says, uh, "Enter His gates with thanksgiving." That's that word. Uh, Toda, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him again. Toda, bless his name. Another major component of worship is uh, the heart of thankfulness, at that thanksgiving. Uh, we have zamar. I think that's uh, kind of what we're familiar with: is making noise, music, shouting unto God. That kind of exciting uh, vocal part of praise, yeah. right? Is zamar. Um, an example of that will be in Psalm 144. Um, Psalm 144, verse 9. But in uh, let me read that for us. Psalm 144, verse 9, it says, uh, Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. That's the idea of zamar behind that one. Um we're praising God. We're seeking God for his help as we seek him as our refuge. Um, And then another, uh, and I guess the fifth and final one we want to look at today is halal, right? And I'm sure you've seen that at grocery stores, halal meat, (laughs) but uh, that's not what what we're talking about here is halal comes from, uh, we get the word hallelujah from halal Mm. Uh, as the idea of to give foolish glory, just to go crazy, uh, be zealous for God, just, just, Pure, unadulterated un- un- praise. And that's what David was doing when we read about how he was dancing and going crazy when the ark was being brought to Jerusalem. That's what he was showing. He was showing halal to the point where he was pretty much butt naked in front of his his people. But he didn't care. He was so excited to have the presence of God, the ark, back where it belongs in Jerusalem. Uh, so that's another word, halal. So we got uh, Shaka, the main word meaning we fall prostrate on the ground in and, uh, and worship. Uh, and then we have Barak, which is a little bit lesser. We bend in submission, but we're giving blessing and adoration to God. Uh, we have Toda, thanksgiving. Our worship should be an outflow of thanksgiving for all that he has done. We have Zamar, again, to make music, shout, praise, the vocal part of worship. And then we have Halal, hallelujah, right, where we are just going crazy uh for god mm. so that's the quick run through of the hebrew words for worship
1: yeah and uh, i found two for the greek uh the one that um kind of falls more in line with what uh the hebrew word for worship is proskuneo mm. uh, proskuneo is the word that you see when jesus is um not necessarily battling but uh fighting the temptations that were thrown at him in the wilderness when he was fasting four days and forty nights and uh, the, uh the, the the enemy the serpent is 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 tempting jesus and jesus replies with uh, for it is written right, you shall not uh you shall not uh, put the lord to your test you shall not um worship false idols you shall not worship anyone except for the living god and uh, that word for you shall not worship you shall worship the lord alone is proskuneo and mm. it's it's pr- proskuneo is a is a verb uh and it's and it's uh it's the act of uh, showing reverence, mm. kind of like you were saying with some of the words in the Hebrew, um, it's it's the act of bowing down and to showing uh, respect towards um, somebody that is superior than you, right. uh, like whether even if it's like a king, an official, uh, um, a political figure, uh, a military uh, officer, whatever it may be, or Christ, mm. oh God, um, and then there's another word, uh, latreia, which is actually the word for worship uh, that. In, in the verse that Pastor Eugene brought up earlier in Romans 12.1, where uh, Paul talks about giving your body up as a living sacrifice for this, this is your spiritual worship. Mm-hmm. And that word "latreia" is not a verb; it is a noun, even mm-hmm. in the English, which is your spiritual worship. That it's a uh, a noun of a, a verb functioning in the in the form of of, of a noun. Mm-hmm. And in uh, that word "latreia," is is talking about service. Uh, it's talking. It's making this comparison between like sacrifices that the Jews did and all of these traditions and these customs that they had, and it's saying like, no, like your your body, your entire life is your your worship, mm-hmm. it is not simply just like these like rituals that you go through. Right. And I think um I think both of these words are very telling in the sense that like like we we mentioned before like the service in and of itself is important you have to come mm. you have to bow before the lord and show him reverence the the attitude in which you actually come and worship is important yes. but in in the same sense worship goes beyond that it is your life yeah. it is how you breathe how you speak how you move and act and what you live for right um and i think that's what that's what paul was going towards like you don't uh it, it it's a lot deeper than simply just our religious rituals um, and I, and I love what you were talking about. Um, I love that you keep bringing up David. Um, like a lot of people they they view worship, they they can understand like the depth of worship and like they they still see it as this very like like chore like thing, but but uh, like David, when the Prince of God comes, whether it's in the form of the ark, uh, whether it's through the spirit, whether it's through the word, like when you're in the presence of God, like it is a very joyous thing. It is like there is no other place that that I want to be. Right. When when I genuinely feel like I'm worshiping the Lord,
0: right. worshiping
1: in like reverence, worshiping in delight, worshiping in fear, like whatever it is, like there, like I want to be there. And you you were talking about how like David was basically almost naked. Uh He was in his PJs basically, and people were saying his wife was saying like, "Aren't you ashamed?" Right. And that he says you. The Lord would judge whether or not what I'm doing is correct mm-hmm. or not. It's like it's this beautiful picture of like when the Lord's presence comes and when you worship Him, you can come as you are. Yeah, and that's gonna breed change. But, um, like David, like he went from a king, this respected, uh, dignified man to this child who was mm-hmm. dancing and making a fool of himself, and and he was he was almost naked. <laughs> he was he was like purely just himself. He yeah. was like, this is who I am. and Like right. in the presence of God, I can be who I am. Um and uh worship is like Pastor Eugene said, we talk about this like for episodes. We can do an entire <laughs> series on this. But uh but I mean whether it's corporate, communal, whether it's by yourself in your car or in your room on the floor or in the bathroom, like uh it's commanded. It's it's mm-hmm. a part of who we are. And like when you and my closing thought is when you actually incorporate intentional worship like you're pressing, into response. Of the word of god to the word of god that's where you see growth yeah. where uh your love for the lord is like an endless well where like it doesn't just simply um like peak when you gain your salvation but like it just deepens and it continues to grow hmm. um yeah
0: that's good and uh i just always find it funny when david responds to his wife by saying i can get even more undignified than this i'm like man i mean (laughs) what's more than that but it just shows his heart like he doesn't care what people think when he's in the presence of god he's just there for god and he's willing to do uh just worship him in every way possible yeah but every way to express uh, his joy and just uh, his worship for god and so uh, i just want to encourage our our uh you know our viewers our listeners uh to really think about worship in a different sense mm. I don't know how uh, you know our viewers or um, think about worship but uh, hope, hopefully these word studies and also just our topic today uh, kind of sheds a different light maybe a different angle on worship something that you haven't thought of before and just kind of wrestle with it I mean of course we can't change overnight yeah. uh, but maybe after hearing you know what, what we talked about and just uh, the verses that we went through uh, talking about David, uh, I want to encourage us to kind of get out of our shell, maybe. Uh, maybe that's what it is. We're just so uh, conscious about what people would think around me if I raise my hand or clap or cry or, you know, something like that during worship. But uh, that's it doesn't matter, right? We're there to enjoy God's presence. If God's presence leads you to lift your hand up during praise, then then go for it. You know, if it causes you to cry, go for it. Uh, if you want to kneel down and pray, go for it. You know, like, we shouldn't uh, be mindful of what other people may think about our worship. This right. is a time between you and God, and we express our you know, thanks, thankfulness, we express our joy, mm. we, ex- we express all these things in however way we can. Yeah. So don't let people hinder your worship, mm-hmm. right? You
1: know. Don't
0: let people hinder your worship.
1: David didn't let his wife hinder his worship. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> or the whole nation of Israel hinder his <laughs> yeah. worship. Or the fact that he was
1: king hinder his worship. His status, people, nothing. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. All right. Uh, In closing, uh, it's the usual, right? Uh, Make sure that you you like, comment, and subscribe. Please send us your questions if you have any. I know that some of our viewers actually have them. Uh, They just just being a little lazy (laughs) with sending them. But uh, you guys can send them in any way. If you if you have our number, if you know us personally, you can text us these questions and. Uh, you can uh, you can tell us you want it to be anonymous, uh, and our TikTok is actually going to actually go live very soon. We yeah. have the account, and so if you're listening, follow it. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be releasing TikToks every single week. Uh, now that we have enough content to actually create like an introductory video, mm. um, and so yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, thank you so much for for listening today's right. episode.
0: Yeah, thanks again, and I guess we'll see you next time All right. on Hebrews and Talks.
1: See you guys. Much Bye. love.